perspective. 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 Hey, 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 this is your host, Vontae Swank, and you are now experiencing the Perspective Junkies podcast. On last week's episode, we had Joe Swank, our first guest, and we discussed toxicity and things we liked and disliked within relationships. We had such a good conversation that we wanted to continue it on, but with the female perspective. Perspective, perspective, perspective. So this week, we have on Tanisha. And she gives her feedback on toxicity and holding women accountable. Hmm? She's holding men accountable as well. <laughs> so, as usual, please like, subscribe, show us love wherever we can take it. And most importantly, enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to Perspective Junkies. I am your host, Cody Swank, a.k.a. Captain Controversy. I'm joined by my co-host, Vontae Swank, man of mental health. And we are joined by a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tanisha, Femi Fatale on Twitter. Say a little something about yourself, like uh, what do you do, what interests you, brought you to the show? Um, well, what interests me, you hit me up and asked me what I like to be interviewed. I gave your podcast a listen. And y'all talk about some controversial stuff. <laughs> and stuff that gets a lot of people into arguments on Twitter. So that was really the main reason. Because okay. I like my controversy here. That's just a little note to the, to the crowd that Captain Controversy is doing his job. Right. <laughs> He's doing his job, bringing him in. He's okay. got the Captain Cape on, big fella. <laughs> we are, uh, you know, we usually have Kenzie. KB knows most, but uh, he's, you know, handling a little business. So, you know, Hard working man. He'll be joining us, so responsible fella. But, uh, okay, a Twitter moment is something we do that's just bringing up some things we saw on Twitter that we thought were kind of interesting or significant or noteworthy. So, we'll comment on it, get your observation. We did this one before, but we didn't have a woman's opinion on board, so we want to get what you, what you think. Millennial women are carefully stumbling through the journey of wanting kids, but not a toxic and unbalanced relationship. I hope we... I hope we perfect it so Generation Z is smooth sailing. What do you think about that? Sometimes I don't really understand that side of it because I feel like women can want kids without dealing with an unstable relationship and without mm-hmm. dealing with toxicity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's become so normalized that people think that in order to have a relationship that has to come with Okay. And that's just a part of the journey. And it shouldn't have to be that way. And it's honestly not that way if you're dating the right people. Okay. And what what is what would you define as toxic? Something that cannot, with this, you cannot maintain a relationship. Toxic to me is really just when the relationship starts to consume you in a way that does not serve you positively. Like, if you're constantly in a bad mood, if you're constantly stressed out, you're in a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly at odds with the person you're dating or it's just a struggle within the relationship that's just kind of toxic to me anything that doesn't promote growth you shouldn't be in it and i think that people think that i think people believe that toxicity and dealing with those unbalances in the relationship is just a part of it i don't know if it's because of what they've seen or what they've just experienced themselves within their own relationships in the past but that's just not something that should be a part of dating and it shouldn't be normalized within relationships at all well um this was the interesting part of our discussion last week was defining toxic and i think that was a great definition that you offered um yeah way mature than what we came up with right, it was like, <laughs> toxic that's normal toxic. <laughs> Bro, you need it. <laughs> I felt real stupid when she said that. I, was like, I believe it's because the we we've overused the word toxic, and now it's getting tough to identify. You know, the true definition of like what are we all going by with that word? And so, 
that was the conflict that we had last week on like deciding what that was and it was also on the word balanced and what you what do you think that she meant by like balance do you mean like you know it's equal all across the board or what do you feel like she meant by that I think what she meant by an unbalanced relationship is just not having emotional stability within the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing that I thought of when I read that. Not having that emotional stability, constantly being at odds, not having effective communication. Like those things alone, communication alone makes or break a relationship. And if y'all have poor communication, you're constantly going to struggle within your relationship when y'all discuss anything, especially when you discuss things that make each other upset so i think that's what she meant that's what i got out of unbalanced see that was a that was a good interpretation of it well i feel like how i interpreted it was and i think a lot of dudes interpreted it, <laughs> <laughs> is that the unbalanced as in the actual task or the actual responsibilities within our relationship and to me and i think most guys agree it's like it's never even coming across in my mind that it's we're trying to truly make it we're doing the same. In yeah. order for you to do your equal place, you or your equal, you know, run your equal share to the table of relationship, you would be doing things that I don't do well, or you know what I'm saying, or yeah. that I, we're not men are not expected to do. Like, and I think they that's just being conflated with okay, you're you're sexist. You have a no. It's just that I am expecting, assuming that there's certain things that you prefer I can handle. Like in an ideal relationship. Many women would prefer if he can handle the financial stuff. That's like a to me. That's a significant thing. That's like kind of like they're swept under the rug. Like we want you to do that, but we want it to be equal. Like you ain't even cooking the same as me. Like I'm like, what is it that you want? Like you know what I'm saying? Like there has to be some type of you're doing this more and I'm doing this less. I'm doing this more. You're doing this less to be a realistic idea. And I think when people say unbalanced, we're like it's not going to be. Are we striving for balance in individual things or balance? outcome like together we both do bring a lot to the table and we know what the other person should do and the other person knows what i should do like so that's i think that's why we took that we respond a different way but your interpretation makes sense that you could more so just be saying like communication or Mm -hmm. what person what each person even then i'm like i don't know because sorry if i'm going on rant for a minute but like uh a, a woman may want for a man to be able to like I vent to you and you, you know what I'm saying, someone that I can talk to a lot. Mm-hmm. Whereas a man, maybe I want you to, to be at peace with you. Like, I want to be, we're calm together. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you may want a man who's not necessarily as always, like, I'm breaking down. Like, everything's going wrong. Like, you may want a more, you know, and then a, a man may not be holding that against you if you are actually feeling a lot of emotion. So it's like, even in communication or even in emotional expectations. I don't know if it necessarily has to be balanced, but just we know what each other's roles are, and that doesn't come up as balanced to some people in today's eyes. That they want it to literally be we play the same role, and that's what I'm like. So, what do you? What would you say to that? I don't feel like I, don't, I feel like with it, when it comes to relationships and comes like that balance that you're referring to, like the men picking up the finances, and she would have to, you know, do a little extra. Not have to. I'm not gonna say that. She don't have to do a little extra, but something to meet you in the middle. And I honestly don't think that people don't strive for that type of balance. Like a lot of people in relationships want to take nowadays Mm -hmm. what I see. They want to take, they want to get something out of it, but they don't necessarily want to meet in the middle some way, shape or form. Like I always, me and my boyfriend talk all the time about when we get married, I always tell him I'm not paying rent, I'm not paying mortgage, but... I will pay for utilities. I will pay for <laughs> groceries. Like, I'm going to do my part. I'm not touching that mortgage. But, like, <laughs> it's all about having some type of balance and meeting him in the middle that's comfortable for us. Right. And it's really just about knowing your partner and knowing what's comfortable for them. And, honestly, I don't think people like to explore that part of their relationship. I mean, I, I would agree with that. And I also feel like it can go to show that some people really don't know themselves that well. And they don't understand what they're exactly bringing to the table like they kind of you know reflect on the good things like i'm doing this for you i'm doing that or you know whatever but they don't really understand themselves and the emotional baggage that they're also bringing within the relationship that 
it's something to work through. And mm-hmm. so, like when we say a balance and bring things to the table, you got to understand the negative things that you also bring to the table mm-hmm. and, and under the be more understanding for what your partner is also bringing like their emotional baggage like some people are are not reflecting in, in within themselves and they're acting like they can't deal with what somebody else has to go and has going on and so i think it's like knowing your partner but also knowing what you're what what you are and what who you are within your emotions and everything like that but she offered like a that's why we need to need girls on here to, to <laughs> offer up a different perspective exactly so um, the next Twitter moment is this is the tweet. Refusing to settle as a woman looks totally different than a man refusing to settle. In my opinion, a man refuses to settle and his dating traffic may slow down. A woman refuses to settle and her dating traffic stops, halts in his tracks. Change my mind. Hmm. I feel like that that's been like a big debate about like the word has been that men men will just settle for the woman that's there or you know women are wanting to be in relationships so much that they'll they'll take what they you know can get and I'm not gonna say that it's completely false because that would be me being ignorant to you know how some people really move and I would say that society today will settle for a cute looking relationship. Like, if it looks good on Instagram, they'll, they'll settle for that and believe that they have to work through what could be toxic. And so, you know, that's my initial opinion on that tweet. Like, you know, you got something for that? Um, For me, I took it a whole different way. I, I was more so looking at it on a questioning what your standards of settling are mm-hmm. and to me that is what the re- what is really shedding light on even though i know she wasn't really trying to say that if you have a standard if you have a system where this expectation yields nobody wins like there is no men left standing that fulfill all your needs mm-hmm. that means that whatever you bring to the table doesn't match the standards you bring and i think sometimes in this no settling you know what i'm saying like era People forget that when you don't settle, now you're in a competition like like uh, a candidate to win like a game show. You really have to compete. So if you're gonna if you're gonna make their con- that you settle, hey, I want them to be super attractive, super tall, super fit, this amount of bread. Now you're competing with a class of women that is likely outmatching you in different markets. Like if you want a person that's super attractive, you're competing against the women that are super attractive. There's nobody who is standing, you know what I'm saying, at your, at your level that's getting the type of men you want. Or if you want a man past this amount of income, or if you want a man with this type of uh, demeanor, like it always, you always, you're, you're never valued by the, the group that you want. Whereas mm-hmm. I think if a man, if you say that men have a, a that when they don't settle, there's still a few women, that means that the standard is right. You're not supposed to have a hundred options. Like you don't preferably want that. Whatever your standard is, it should get into like, all right, now only 10 could even be the option for me because I have a certain standard. But right. if it's like my standard is like, the girl got have no waste, uh, no no credit problems. It's like, now it's like there's no woman left. It's like then you got to either you have to increase your value to be valuable to the people who you value mm-hmm. or you change your standards. Like, yeah, your standards are too lofty. That's what it means because you, you should still have a couple options left. Like, what what was your set? What's your definition of setting? I feel like people... People, the, the whole crowd that says uh, we shouldn't applaud a fish for swimming or something like that. Like I'm yeah. like, you should applaud people for everything because there's people who fall off on everything. I mean, it really also goes to speak to like who's the one shooting the shot. Like, and if we are, you know, expecting not every woman does this, of course, but if we're expecting men to approach women, then it's like that would be kind of like the normal trend to come out of that situation and men are still approaching women and and they have to kind of approach without the thought like are you going to fit the standards are you going to make it or not and so of course there's going to be some around that they're going to actually all right let me feel out and see what it is but if women are you know 
waiting for that shot to be shot at them and they still have that standard, then it, it gets a little bit more complicated. But I would love to hear a woman's perspective on that. Well, I definitely think that the reason if women settle, then the traffic stops is because to me, women are pickier when it comes to what they look for. They aren't willing to, I feel like they think settling means, to me, settling is when you completely just give up everything you look for in a person. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'll deal with this person because there's nobody left. But to me, I feel like a lot of women, you're missing one quality and then they think it's settled. And in dating, yes. you are not going to find 100% yes. of what you want in a person. You should try to find the majority of the qualities that you're looking for. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, nobody's going to have everything that you want at all. And a lot of women think in a lot of women in my perspective think that settling just means like oh well he doesn't do this one thing so I can't date him right. mm-hmm. and honestly I do think men have a little more traffic when they settle because they don't have higher standards like women do <laughs> to me y'all don't have many expectations when it comes to the women y'all date the way that women have expectations when it comes to the men they date I, I, I wouldn't see I wouldn't even argue that see what I think of it is more so men have a more negative view of themselves not necessarily to the point that you just don't believe in yourself you have no confidence but when gauging a dating partner I'm truly looking like alright so I'm pretty impatient so I can only be as critical of a woman for being this amount of impatient I'm not gonna really trip on any woman who's equal or below you know that equal or, or better than me in these regards I look about this well. I see dudes is taller, built a little bit better, got a little more money, more hairline, whatever. So let's say about this amount of women are out of my league, just like this amount of men are that much flyer than me. Like, okay, I'm about this intelligence. I think in general, this there's a theory like a, a, a Cinderella tale. Like, no matter where you are as a woman, like you're all you do is just live. <laughs> and somebody comes, I'm like this theory is what yields like a an entitlement to a partner where I think I'm like, you shouldn't have that idea. Like, where is this theory coming from? Like, yeah. is there just an abundant, some island of women who just have all rich husbands that you're like, oh yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> what is your standard being compared to? Because I see a lot of women is like, yo, you know, it's kind of tough out here. It's not all the, you, <laughs> why are you so confident? It's like, yeah. you know, it's just like finding a job. It's like, you have to actually do a lot of steps to fall in the Absolutely. job. You can't just be like, I exist and I and I question people I'm just like tell me what you for the most part I always ask a question like what would you say is a standard by which you compare or you can judge women that's accepted or as men it's like obvious you're not tall bro like that's one off yeah you don't get a lot of money like that's one off how fit are you it's one off how much clothes and you know what I'm saying like we can mm-hmm. really judge objectively no one's like tripping like I understand that with women it's like there is no area that's like oh come on it's too far. I'm like, if your physical appearance is off limits, then you should have a very low, you know, an expectation yeah. of what Something you know. What has to like, yeah, like you can't. You just have to. It has to be even how you how you judge things. And that's how I look at it, kind of. But yeah, I heard like a very uh, interesting piece of advice though um, on one of the podcasts that I listened to. It was a gentleman who said when he was single and like he was wanting to look for that wife, he said that he wrote down everything that he would want in you know his woman and you know down to the qualities and how she looked and then he thought to himself like okay what kind of man would it take to get this woman and so from there that's where he started to you know build on himself and i guess he just kind of stumbled upon a woman and it kind of worked out for him and she fit the, the qualities that he asked for so i think that kind of just speaks to like putting in the work to 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 build yourself to to um attract who you think you might want you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i 100 agree because I'm, I'm like the way i look at it is that just existing you may get a couple options to date or have like intercourse with but to everything that you do adds how many options you get so if you get a little a good job you've increased your options maybe 20 percent if you, you work out, you're able to stay fit, physically fit as the rest of everybody gets older and fatter, then you increase a little 15, 20%. If you develop a little talk game, you're kind of a funny, interesting person. 
it develops a little. So I, I think of it as if you're actively thinking that way and you're judging yourself, you're critical of yourself, like, mm, I, I see a lot of women who are funnier than me, like, and, or in general, I make friends with women poorly, so maybe my social skills is like a little off. If you had these type of judgments, you would be more, uh, I guess, understanding or cut dude slack and you would then be able to accurately get, like, I just sometimes feel like I, with men, with men, I think the difference is that you will not even get, you will kind of get, develop an idea of where you rank by the amount of partners you can find. And it will tell you, oh, you're right. You're really that guy. Or, nah, you're not that guy. Like, mm-hmm. depending on how many girls are like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Let's go. Let's get it. But with women, you can get invited or you can get attention from men who don't necessarily care. So you may have an inflated sense of, like, it's where I'm at. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's harder to gauge, like, what is really your ballpark and where you, this is a pretty good guy for you. Like, and I think that's what it is, you know, it works against them. It works for us. Like, so many rejections is able to give me, like, okay, I really appreciate that you're here. Really appreciate that. And I can overlook these things. But so many acceptances from women, mm-hmm. maybe not even with no work. You ain't have to put no date. You ain't have to, you know, put no effort. He DM'd you. He sponsored everything you know what i'm saying so it's like all that acceptance may you know give you an inflated sense of value you haven't really judged like okay well you know i'm kind of a mean girl like four days out the week i have a little bit of attitude like there's something i should you don't have to work on it because dudes always be in you know what i'm saying so i think it sometimes it's the the privilege of like shining for so long with no mm-hmm. work no effort for women sometimes can give them a they don't understand that but to, to sign the deal to really cuff that's when men start becoming doctors and ph- ph- <laughs> they start becoming philosophical. Like, I don't know if she can please my inner desires for self-actualization. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, a, it's a layer to, to it. To kick it with you, they'll be like, I don't know if she look bad. But they, every, lot, lots of men become very deep and, hmm, when it becomes a long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. Whereas women, I think they're almost damn the opposite. It's like, you know what I'm I'm picking on who I like. But, you know what I'm saying, once I, once I choose you, it's like, uh, well, you know what I'm saying, I prefer commitment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always going to be. Like, she seems like she got something to say about that. I think it usually is like that. Like, it's the opposite way that we look at it in that regard. I think it's that way because women often have expectations that they can't even really fulfill. So they end up in mm-hmm. that place in their lane where they should be. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's harder for them to, when they do settle, and, like, it's harder for them to, I guess... They don't bring to the table what they ask for. And, like, they don't have what they want men to have. And that's why it's hard for them mm-hmm. when they settle. Because you're not really settling, but mm-hmm. you're just, you're in the same lane as the men that you don't really like. Right. So, so like you said earlier, it's all about, like, like how you said men, they kind of work towards to get to that group where they do have those women that mm-hmm. they're actually interested in, where they're on their level. And I don't think women do that. Right. So I, I, you know, I thought of this question, and I wanted to ask you both. Out of man or woman, who do you think settles more, like in life? I, that's a really tough question. It is. It's a really tough question. Cause I don't feel like I don't know. I feel like. I feel like men, to me, y'all's standards aren't, men I talk to, like, y'all don't have, like, the highest of standards for for women. Mm-hmm. Like, the men I've had conversations with. So, essentially, I would feel like y'all do settle more because y'all aren't really expecting a whole lot. And I feel like women <laughs> aren't, te- I, I just, <laughs> that's just my opinion. I don't feel like y'all are expecting a whole lot. So, like, y'all y'all are settling like y'all should have way higher standards than y'all than y'all mm-hmm. do and i don't feel like women really settle more to them they're settling because they're not getting everything they want but him not having four of the 20 qualities that you're looking for to me that's not actually settling mm-hmm. so i definitely think that y'all settle more because y'all don't ask for more i think that women settle more not because that they intend to but because they wait out the clock of their highest peak <laughs> their <laughs> highest peak uh flyness and, and that's contrary i know people like, like they don't like to hear that but realistically i would say for most women it's like a certain age group where you at your 
prettiest, you at your most freest of time, least stress levels, heart hasn't been broken 25 times yet, like you're at a peak period to like find your best flyest dude that you could have got. And at that moment, you should have like, you should, you know, you get a little bit of fun at the beginning and then you start picking like, all right, all right, that's where I'm about at. You pick a cool one and kind of invest in it. I think it's inclined to give you the better chance than what I see, you know, people, women are pushed to like, have fun when you're young and then you know, settle and I'm like, yo, the have fun when you're young and settling down, I'm like, what they mean to tell you is that do this if you're super fine. Because when you get older and you're super fine, you tend to be fine still. But there's a lot of women like, they were never super fine. Like, they was, you know, a cutie pie at their peak. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when you come down, it's like, now dudes who are still at the option of dating younger, their age and older. So it just seems like you're going to have more options as a man, whereas a woman, like, I really don't want to date a dude younger. And I really don't want to date a dude with this amount of pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, your standards, your basic standards that you could have once accomplished at a higher rate, at this rate, you have to lower them. And it's lower than what you could have gotten at a younger age, but it's on peak to what you are at age 29, 33, etc., etc. So it's going to be considered settling because at age 23, you was a fine little tenderoni like you really should have got a, a fly dude you just played a little too much in the game like you didn't know when to retire whereas i think dudes you have to hunt no matter what the age is you have to go get it so whatever you develop or whatever ends up being your peak is it's either what you developed your skills how well you really could have done you know your peak because you were out there trying or your fear level or your you know fear of rejection or fear of change etc etc gives you about where you could get or how much you could afford to like if you're a dude who's scared of rejection you couldn't date or mess with these type of girls because they're going to reject you maybe even give you a little initial rejection before they even allow entry to their lives so you couldn't do that anyway you kind of know okay um, or i'm super jealous so i know i couldn't mess with this girl who attracts so much attention or i'm kind of broke or you know what i'm saying whatever mm -hmm. your little thing so you know even if it may seem like man you seem like you could got better really can't like your personality yields you this woman like unless she came and hollered at you which is for a small minority of men i would say but for women like you really know like it was a lot of people who knocked on the door like you could see the list like it was this dude this dude this dude it's just you didn't know when it was time to be like him you were like playing it like you like oh like you're thinking it's linear like at age 28 you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying you still want the same dudes i'm like I'm a little critical of that theory. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. the biggest thing I be saying. They think I'm like sex. I'm like, nah, it's just, it's not as easy as y'all. Like, you getting a lot of money as a woman is not like dudes ain't, yo, she, she a CEO. <laughs> like, they just seeing you like, yo, she doesn't look good. You know what I'm saying? Or mm -hmm. she's kind of mean. Like, oh, whatever. It would take a couple of dates before they knew, like, oh, she's a CEO. Like, she has a lot of money. Like, they don't, dudes don't look at you like, hey, cuff links up, look at the bottom, red bottom. Like, it's not the thing. When men can get money or get better options just off getting money, you know what I'm saying? Whereas women right. are like, yeah, you kind of got to be nice. You need to probably wear that perfume. You need to, or you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to add, you need to try to put that net out there at an earlier time. I don't know. That's my theory. So, so my theory is going to be like a sprinkle of both of what you both just said. And I feel like, so how she said men don't really have the standards, I feel like men's standards for who they can kick it with is very low and then when it's cuffing time they try to introduce those standards and then that's where it's like always oh, that conflict like men can kick it with a, a wide array of women and then so there, there's two conflicts that comes like there's a conflict of other women seeing who you've been kicking with and like, you don't have no standards but then <laughs> It's like, okay, when it's like, all right, she wants to go to that next level, then he starts having, pulling out standards out of nowhere, and it kind of becomes a conflict because she was like, if I was good enough for you to kick it with me, now when it's time to cuff, it's like, you got new things that you're caring about. And so I feel like on the reverse, women typically, from what I've seen, their standards are coming from like, okay, to even let you in my life, it is a standard. You know what I'm saying? And then once you've like snuck in past that standard, then you kind of like, all right, it's a go if you, you know, keep checking those boxes. So like, you know, that's where I kind of saw that. No, I definitely, well, I, I definitely agree with that. And that, I don't understand why it's a, a complicated 
like where the difference is between our genders on that because it seems that I think some women are, are think the same way and I think some men think the opposite but it's like um if I'm hanging with you all I need for to hang with you is to feel safe and to have a general sense of enjoyment but there is no lofty standard I don't need you to be super smart you know what I'm saying I don't need you to be super caring I just need you to be kind of funny you know what I'm saying cool in the moment so I don't have the standard of what I would have if I was like, yeah, this is what I should pursue. And you may not even be exhibiting, like, I don't see how you think you could exhibit it and just chilling with me. Like, it has to be more than that. Whereas I see a woman that's like, just like what, what DeMonteo says, like, it's a slim picking of who could even hang, who could be in your presence, which is interesting, which is funny. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. But when you do get that, I don't understand why there still isn't a separation between, like, just because you hang out with someone doesn't mean necessarily that that, that guy is uh, of quality to get there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, I find that interesting that uh, I see just what he observed. Like, a lot of women do have that. I'm like, why? This guy doesn't even, like, he doesn't even give, I'm going to be your father or your family one day. Bye. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's just interesting. <laughs> like, I, I would just, to see him as a fun jokester guy, I'm surprised you were you took it to that level but you know that's your theory on that i definitely feel like with with women we are very we're picky about who we want in our space as we should be because i don't like to just kick it with just anybody i like to know people's intentions i'm a essentially i'm a relationship girl so i'm not going to say every guy that i have talked to in the past i'm like okay I'm, I'm trying to get to a relationship with them but i also don't want to waste my time Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm very picky about who I choose to have in my space, where we go, and things like that. Where, with men, I feel like, like you said, like, y'all just kick it with anybody. And then, later on, y'all kind of bring those standards to the table. Right. And, like, he was saying, there's that conflict. And I, I kind of always feel like, once you do decide to take it to the next step, there should be more standards from both people. Right. Like, you should expect more of the person that you about to take it to the next level with. Like, it shouldn't still be the same standards as when we was kidding in a room watching it. It's like, both people should want more from the other. And both people should expect the other person to want more from them. And that kind of goes back to early when I was saying people just like to take. And they don't like to, you know, get brought standards to. Yeah, they don't want anything expected of them. It's like yeah, <laughs> I, they can have the expectations. A lot of times, like, I think it's the music. Just like we, I think we were talking about before the show. It's a, it's like a, you know, what I'm saying, sugar, sugar baby type era. Of, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying of what, what the expectations gonna be like. Oh, I'm just, I'm just coming to reap. I'm like, that's not even. It doesn't. It doesn't. To me, it's that a strong conflict with the like push of like female empowerment of like oh we control everything i'm like it's just a, it goes against it it's a funny thing because it reveals that even though you may say these things you desire what is typically kind of a traditional idea of what we people think you desire like yeah i think i just want you know i want bread i want diamonds i want you know what i'm saying it's like oh yeah that's what everybody thought you know what i'm saying yeah. like, wait, 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 what was he fighting for that was like wait, people was giving you that like yeah so it's like it's funny to me that people try to push us oh yes that's what's empowering you know what i'm saying but uh i feel like we've always wanted that but we're just more upfront about it now like okay i definitely think women are more vocal about getting what they want and getting what they feel like they deserve i don't think it was always like that with dating i feel like for the longest time men kind of called the shots and like sometimes women would just take what they can get and now they're like no like I want you to pay my bills I want you to take care of me and do this and that and we get looked at negatively for finally being vocal about what has kind of been the standard the whole time I think it's you get looked at negatively for being vocal about what you want which has been the standard the whole time but wanting to change what you want to do which yeah. is like completely if you so basically it's like it's not crazy that you want rich dudes it yeah. is kind of crazy you want rich dudes that you don't want to do what rich dudes wanted their wives to do back then. Yeah. So it's not crazy that you want this and that. It's just what what got adjusted on your list of roles and responsibilities. And I think that's it. Dudes always try to say that, hey, uh, so what y'all doing? Like, what's the, yeah. And they like, you just want us to, like, it's just minimized when I'm like, yeah, it actually has logical merit. Like, 
what changes in your roles or what is expensive of you like we assume that oh you want more power more say so you you want to do you more you want to give more mm-hmm. not oh i want to talk i want to trip you know what i'm saying i want to save you i want to save my peace of mind but i ain't helping when it's time to push <laughs> it's like yo that's when that's what the men are like that's what we don't want you know and yeah. i think also there's a conflict between what happens in real life and what's really happening. in real life women are they either they are they adjusted they either are actually traditional and they pick men who are gonna handle everything and they're mm-hmm. you know i'm a cook you know what i'm saying like, I'm yeah i'm cleaning anyway i don't really have a problem with that or they're mixed like i'm gonna i'm gonna get bread but i have a lot of more say and i have a little bit of a problem with this and i want to go here and we're gonna do this like you do and i think a lot of dudes like yeah, i'm with that because you handle this bill like yeah. i'm not tripping on it it's only when you don't help in one area but you're expecting a lot of people like trip but i want to get to this you know saying something that you you say a lot on twitter that i want you to explain your opinion on women and accountability okay. <laughs> the girls are not gonna like this <laughs> I like this already. Yeah, I'm gonna start off by <laughs> see. I'm gonna start off by saying men take zero accountability as well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna dip that in the minus line. four. <laughs> That's not so cool. But I definitely feel like women take no accountability. Like it was one specific. <laughs> this is the only part we're gonna put on it. <laughs> on the teasers, and like women take no accountability. No, my whole thing, it was one particular day where a man was like, dating in Atlanta for a man is hard. And all Twitter women were like, oh, you just can't afford us. You're oh, broke. Lord. Your pockets are empty. Like, without realizing that women are difficult as hell to date. Like, I'm a woman. I know I put my man through a lot. Like, I'm not easy to date. And it's not necessarily like, everybody has their flaws, but I feel like women don't look at theirs. They just, I don't know if they expect men to just put up with it, or they literally don't, they have no self-awareness when it comes to the negativities they bring to dating. But Preach. they don't take accountability for it because they sat there and called. They don't know what that man's occupation yeah, was. Just they guys. just completely called him broke. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all are the same women who didn't have $350 last week but wanted a man to pay $700 for a <laughs> And, like, that's my whole thing. Like, there's just no accountability within the group of women. Like, And women also don't hold other women accountable. Like, anything is accepted now anything is okay as long as you're a woman it's feminism women power right all these men can go to hell like that's just what it is and i just like we have to in order to for men to hold themselves accountable which y'all need to look at you (laughs) (laughs) is in order for men to hold themselves accountable like we all have to do that and we have to hold each other accountable as well to add, to add to that, I feel like uh, I respect women who have something for themselves and they expect that from another man. But if you don't have it, that's where, like, when you said, if you only had $350 in your account, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you shouldn't be the one to comment on that. And I feel like it's not a fair enough amount of that going on. So, you know, that's my critique on the whole new era woman expecting you know dudes to have a bag you know if you got your bag too then you can definitely ex- expect that but if you if you're not working on your bag then i don't think you should be the one to comment on that absolutely 150% agree. <laughs> i think i i, I don't the reason i say accountability the biggest thing i feel is though uh people don't understand that your your ability to con- to maintain self, like for a woman, is going to be what is held equivalent to a man's ability to provide and bring like uh, money home and stuff like that. So when I I would never make such critical, hard uh, lines or standards of how much you need your man to make if you like nervous to say you can't hold off twenty five pounds. If you like oh, after the baby, like you like well he gonna have to love me no matter what. I'm like whoa that. <laughs> Would you would you say to a man like he gonna have to you know what I'm saying like if he's like she gonna love me no matter what if I'm jobless or not like she's just gonna have to be there ride for me 
Well, I would say that those are those are things that are held like whenever you hold a hard standard, you have to be accountable for the standard on which you're judged by that person because you place something on them. So I'm saying that's just the simplest thing to me, and that's something that you hold in control, not a, not even a, a going on to things that are more, I guess, um, dynamic, such as you might go through a mental depression and your partner goes through mental depression and like you have to be accountable for it. Maybe you treat them wrong in your little mental lows or emotional lows. You have to be accountable for that. It's not just always such a, a black and white simple story as to why one person, like you have to be accountable for it. I was kind of, you know, I wasn't being mm-hmm. as kind or I wasn't being respectful. So during the relationship, I do have to hold my love and I just feel in every area. I rarely, I rarely run into dudes who don't even jokingly mention like yeah I was wild and like that was kind of crazy I shouldn't <laughs> be doing this like but I always run into women who really truly feel like we was holding it down like I was straight I was solid like I really don't know what was wrong and I'm like every time like no mistakes yeah. you know what I'm saying like that's a they would take it as proof that dudes are always messing up I take it as proof I'm like you're just not being accountable like some realistic even the fall off with female friend groups suggest that you have personality issues that put you at odds with others like you can't be a perfect angel all the time you know what i'm saying like there should be something that you're yeah. like yeah I, i'm i'm messing up in that area that, that was my fault and i feel like we have to strive to improve that on the female side ladies we need that it's that pride get accountable get accountable <laughs> <laughs> like they gonna record that and be like i can't believe he said this shit. <laughs> but you know while we were talking about accountability you know i also want men out there to to hold themselves accountable and connect with the moral code like i feel like certain certain men when they're not identifying with their religion then their moral code kind of gets kind of out of whack and i want i would like for us to be able to independently have a moral code that's that's honorable and solid and and we sticking to it and holding our uh, other male counterparts accountable for it as well and so like you know just how we want women to be accountable i also you know want men to take that pledge and be accountable there's some crazy ass men out here and and you know we got to understand the female experience and do what we can to improve that you know whatever they're going through that was actually a conversation i had with a friend a couple of weeks ago and how when it comes to the things that women go through from men, mm-hmm. men have to be there to be a support system for women. Like, as much as we don't want to admit it, we can't do it without y'all. And it's very similar to like the racial movements. Like, we mm-hmm. can't make racial strides without white people's voice. Right. We can't. <laughs> I agree like, with those two statements. We don't want them necessarily involved because of everything that's going on. But at the end of the day, like, they're very crucial to the movement. And men are very crucial when it comes to making sure women are straight. Right. And I think that's a mature statement to say. I, I, I have the biggest problem with people, more mainly when they were speaking to regards of the family, the black family, like that we don't need um, the father role or like there's like so much um, criticism about absentee fathers, mm-hmm. which is true. Like there's something that we definitely need to prove on. But also there's like a, a, a willingness to evade the fact that also who are the people that are taking care or raising up the men that you think are problematic you either have to accept that you know what i'm saying like men do play a focal role and their absence affects things or you have to say hey you know when we raise them sometimes they end up kind of crazy too like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that we have a problem that has to be faced on both sides and we have to be willing to to say that but from on a men accountability issue i have to i have to piggyback with Monte said like i agree so hard with that with there's just a there has to be men that um, look at their life and before they say other things or external things are wrong, you have to look within like, okay, these are the things I have to fix to get my life in a position where I can even speak or help other movements. And I think too much like in this time period we're in, my, my age group at least is getting like caught into, well, this privilege is this or this is, this system is, you know, okay, causing a, a situation that I can't, I'm like, First, you need to get make sure everything is together. Because if you come and you, you criticize any large situation, any large movement, or any large group of people, they're going to come at your personal. Like, are you handling your bills? Are you staying fit mentally and physically? Are you, Is your spirit in alignment? You know, he said, 
when he said um, that a lot of men are, are not religious anymore, so they, they need a moral code, I believe that that's a big part of how we help the situation is establishing one. And in establishing one, we have to be able to establish there are certain behaviors that are negative. You said you shouldn't come in high every time to work or something like that. Or maybe you, you have to understand that I can't. Um, I, it's important to try to, to establish a relationship with my the father or the mother of my children and, and maintain and try to be a family or be more sexually selective to make sure that I get the right partner for my family. That's so critical into mending our home situation because if you have a mom and dad, kids are more likely to do better in life in many statistical categories. So I'm just, I think a big part of that is just not being scared to say that's wrong. And so many times, like, I feel like there's so many things people are like, well, you got to understand, bro, like, they came from somewhere else. I'm like, that's how I was raised. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, we almost 30, and you still talking about how you was raised. Right, I'm like, I get it, but how are we finna change it? Like, we can't, we, we can't change the rules to be like, all right, if you started out in a bad situation, your rules is better. Like, you ain't gonna get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need the same level of expectation. I'm like, it only makes it, it should only be more challenging for you, but it, sh- it can't be like, there is no expectation for you and i feel like we get caught in that that's the that's the thing that's in our culture like don't judge away like we 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 had a twitter moment one time it was like um these scammers ain't doing nothing with the the money they get they're not investing it just buying like valenciagas and vibes and someone quoted it and they said y'all gotta stop judging what people do with their money and i'm like nah we need to start judging what people do with their money like that's not that if you're gonna go bad like you can't be like let them live like a little part of it has to be like we have a no actually try to use your funds for a better purpose if you're gonna do it like you shouldn't do it the wrong way scamming already i wouldn't encourage anybody to do it but it's just we gotta have some type of moral code to keep things in order i think that's like what what that person is saying they really want natural selection to happen and for those who just ain't got to to just fall off and it's not looking at like okay we're trying to save our community instead of letting them fall off just because you know it's natural selection but you know i think if we we all want change then we all have to be holding each other accountable and i also wanted to spread some light on something that i had recently seen um, it was like a group of like 19 families. They bought some property out in like South Georgia and they're going to name it Freedom Georgia and they want it to be, you know, black owned, black ran and everything like that. And like, I think that's a beautiful movement going on. And I just wanted to shed some light on it while we were speaking about, you know, financial accountability and everything. But, you know, big shouts out to them because that's that's major. And I, I'm excited to see where that goes. For you know the future of us as a community. Right. I'm glad you, 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 you did a good positive thing over here. I was going in a whole different direction. Yeah, fuck these niggas. <laughs> these niggas don't get it, bro. And one thing y'all need to understand is these niggas don't get it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they just they never gonna learn, bro. Like. But overall, yeah. You know, haven't you seen like a major improvement as far as you know the topic of wealth coming in for? The black Twitter and black community. I feel like, even though we still have some far out extremes going the other direction, I think we're almost in the black renaissance, and I, I love to see it. And everybody's kind of working to to be financially free in some type of way, or you know, they grinding in their their fields. And I feel like we're achieving more than ever. But back to the topic, we can't stop holding people accountable because of that, though. Right. No, we've definitely been doing better statistically. I just, I feel like that you can get into the culture of, like, we're in such a, everything is privileged, this is unfair, like, vibe or error right now that I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that what people don't understand is that you are striving to become better so that ultimately your descendants or people around you get unfair privilege. Mm-hmm. that's what you want to do like when your kids are wealthy because off no work or no merit from their own they have a privilege if your friends have a way into a job that they don't really know or have the experience for they have privilege so everything is going to yield to an extent that type of privilege so I was like while we're doing good our our focus needs to be on reforming you know things within 
and then we can attack external issues mm-hmm. but when you focus so much on I mean like we have silly stuff where it's like light skin girls can't say nothing you know what I'm saying like remember I said the colorism issue I'm like that's such a bad you know what I'm saying like oh what's your what's your opinion and I'm like I, I don't I just said I'm like when you have when you believe everything is privileged to the point where you're not focusing on bigger issues like there's a there's a little rift within our race because of that issue we can't even focus on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are you about to say? I don't know. She's about to be like. Well, no, because <laughs> I know you're one of those people who think that light-skinned people can experience colorism. Uh-huh. And I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. Why? Because they're not in the position to be oppressed at all. Like, you consider light-skinned people experiencing colorism like, oh, they called him soft or... They said she's acting bougie. Like those aren't real struggles. Mm-hmm. Like those those are those aren't those are things those are jokes most of the time. Right. Like, oh, that nigga soft. Like she acting light skinned. Like those aren't real things. Like we in the real world, y'all still get light skinned people still get preferred with jobs. It's easier for them. Dark skinned people are seen as aggressive, like monkeys, like stuff like you don't ever hear no light skinned person getting called a monkey by somebody racist. So they're not in the position to be oppressed. So I don't think that they can experience actual colorism. And this and this is this is another thing because I think this stems to the same issue I have with other issues. If you are defining it as first oppression, then you have an idea of like if it's not something that could be represented in numerical values, then it doesn't. It's not valid. And that to me is like very limiting and it doesn't really it doesn't really quite capture their situation you may say hey it's a small joke that is kind of like eh but I would argue I'm saying the same joke repeated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times (laughs) in your lifespan is effective enough to give you a little bit of tension a little bit of something that does not necessarily need to be there but I'm saying I don't know if it can ever be changed it'll only be someone else takes an L in some area for example, yeah. there is no real reason that tall people have a perk because we don't need that anymore. We have like like modern community, like we don't need a taller guy, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We can't change the fact that little dudes getting jokes forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying if it was actual tension between short men and tall men, like we really like, like short dudes is kind of like man i don't really want to hear what you got to say you know what i'm saying because you 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 not really suffering like i'm suffering it becomes a y'all have a, 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 a y'all struggling like well you know i got this amount of well you know you're more inclined to get a job it's like it's something they can't control to me it's so what i argue it is more so colorism is a tension like a, a, a disrespectful thing that both sides are getting now if you're going to argue that one side is less likely to get jobs you can win in that area if you're going to argue that one side is less likely to be in a music video, you can win in that area. But if you're saying what side, <clears throat> that both sides don't suffer a significant amount of emotional trauma, which I would say is the root like argument which you suffer from, because you can still be a dark and people successful. It's clearly not yeah, enough to bar sure. you. It's just enough to hurt you. And I'm like, it's enough to hurt lights and people. It's enough to like sting, like to cause a, if you're in this all, I'm like, you ain't even black. That joke is is actually very common. Yeah. To get that joke many times, it'd be, you know what I'm saying? It's just like when I say, uh, I don't know your experience, your experience growing up. You're an intelligent person, intelligent kid. You're getting joked on for being smart. It's not necessarily you have a weakness. You have something that'll give you better jobs, something that make teachers like you more. But you do going to get this joke, and this joke traumatizes some kids. Some kids start to dumb. They, they refuse to do well in school. Some of them don't do well in social situations just off these jokes so i'm saying we could say that in many different categories that you would say yeah i, I can see how that co-. just like rich people get hated on just for being rich like they have yeah. attention like that's what i'm saying it's i don't i don't discount the pain of the people at the top who get hated by a majority whereas i, I don't also discount the pain of the people at the bottom who are hated with more supporters but they may feel like their hate is more stifling from getting up i think both of them are suffering some type of pain like I definitely think that light-skinned people suffer a different type of pain when it comes to, I guess, being shut out of their community. Like, you're less black when you're light-skinned. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you can either grow up with your black parent, but because you have some white in you, you're not fully black to a lot of black people. But I wouldn't call that colorism because, like, that doesn't always negatively affect them in society. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, that me thinking that that person is less black because they're light skinned in society, that won't really matter because they're going to be seen as not dark skinned by the majority of people. So I wouldn't really call it colorism. It, I'll give it a little bit of prejudice, how dark-skinned people are towards light-skinned people. I'll say it's a little prejudice, but I wouldn't use colorism as a term. And I even said that's based off of an assumption, and I think a lot of people have this too, that the light-skinned people live in an environment frequented by other races. If that was the case, then they could really feel the power of these privileges that you guys are speaking on. But let's assume it's a black person that's in a city full of black people. Mm-hmm. And you get your you get your little jokes from your race, but you don't work from the white people. You don't kick it with the white. People. You don't get these privilege. It's just the jokes. Yeah. You get the love of also being attractive. But I would say that that what comes with dark skin is a, a feeling of strength, and I would say it's a protective cloak as well. Yeah. Whereas I think people don't want to say if you're considered more masculine than the dark skin, you're also tried less. If it's just you and a light skin girl, y'all just walk in. Who gets the joke? Who gets the Let's try the other one. And that is a, you, that's a privilege for a man. I know for me, I've had experiences where, you know what I'm saying, if you're, it's you and just a guy who looks less imposing. Mm-hmm. Just a height difference. They're going to more inclined to try him. Yeah. Well, for darker men, you're considered strong. you consider just, you don't have to battle to fight. That's to me, like, these are, if we're going to speak on the, the negatives of comment, you have to know that there are certain perks of being accepted. Like, nobody ever tried, like, oh, you black. No one's ever trying your black card unless you say something wild like, I hate black people. You know what I'm saying? But other yeah. than that, I just, I think there's perks that come with it, so. I still do think they get tried. Like, you'll be in a setting and it's like the darkest, you know, person in the group, like, your black ass. Like, that's like, when everybody's noticeably lighter. Like, to me, they still get tried in a sense. Like, yeah, they're seen more masculine, but at the same time, they still do get that they're at a disadvantage already because of their skin color. You, you you ain't never been in the room of lighter people and it's that one dark ass person like shut your dark ass up like shut your black ass up. I've heard it but it's just, it's just how I interpret it like I I just think everybody's getting L's and that the people the person who has the most L's it's always gonna feel like it's them I'm like they're gonna enter a different room with other people with more L's. There's a person who's the yeah. brokest in the room, person who's the dumbest in the room, person who's the fattest in the room, person who has the less options of the dating market in the room and they all like look at each other like just insecure like it doesn't mean that we say that this one group your l respect that more or this one right here it deserves more like if you look at it like that it feels that way but in reality what would be the behavior or mindset you must achieve to best deal with the issue it couldn't be that we say that black that lights people can't feel this pain or that they're less black otherwise it just keeps a little riffraff it would have mm-hmm. to be hey you beautiful you beautiful y'all gonna have jokes you gotta eat it the strongest of the strongest <coughs> the strongest of the strongest survive like yeah um i i just think of i always think of what is the long term like whatever whatever mindset we adopt what is the long-term effect of thinking that way or moving that way or whatever it may be well, I think that was a very interesting interesting discussion, and I like that we went back to certain topics and kind of grabbed the female opinion on those and just a different perspective. And yeah, that's what we all about is just widening our our scope of life and, and understanding on everything that we're going through and that we're experiencing in society. And I, I really appreciate you coming on and bringing your opinion. Our first female guest, and it was definitely an honor to have you. Thank you for having me. All right, Peter Kinsey, he's here. You want to make an appearance on the camera? <laughs> hey, money over everything. <laughs> Anything else you want to say, Captain? Um, no, uh, just make sure you guys follow us on at Perspective Junkies Podcast on the Apple 
podcast app. You can follow us on Perspective Jun One on Twitter, Perspective Junkies Podcast on t- on Instagram. So follow us, subscribe, like, five stars. Appreciate you for tuning in. All right, peace, love, and happiness. Peace. <laughs>